0: I'm sure most of us are familiar by now with the term self-care and its benefits in yielding better productivity, a boost in your self-esteem, or better physical health. But without moderation, self-care might quickly lead to merely self-indulgence, which would then cancel out the purposes of mindfulness. So where do we exactly draw the line between self-care and self-indulgence? Hi everyone, my name is Regina and you're listening to Unwrapping Thoughts, a podcast. Today, I'm going to attempt to answer the question of where should we draw the line between self-care and self-indulgence and what are their differences. It all started with me having tons of free time during the lockdown and it led me to some inevitable reflections. I'm not going to lie, I've known about self-care but I've actually never proactively adopted it before. So I started up searching on self-care practices and ended up with a lot of lists and steps. There is one that caught my attention because it was just really aesthetically pleasing. And it says here to buy yourself flowers, write down 10 things you're grateful for, put on a face mask, watch a funny YouTube video, light up a candle, five minutes focused breathing and the list goes on. Then I started to have a lot more questions in my head, like a four-year-old wondering why the sky is blue and the grass is green. Because in this case, how will lighting a candle help me? How many funny YouTube videos should I be watching? What if buying flowers actually makes me sad instead because it requires me to spend more money and flowers aren't cheap these days? The planner in me was also curious about how frequent these steps should be carried out and how much is too much. We all know well that too much of anything wouldn't do us any good. So is there such thing as too much self-care? And this is where we need to distinguish between self-love and self-indulgence. Whether if these are valid self-care tips or just an excuse for fulfilling our own satisfaction. Let's start off with self-care. My understanding of self-care is about noticing and acknowledging your goals and the changes you want to make. It is about strengthening and nourishing who we are at our deepest, deepest core and then planning the steps and actions that support our development. Everyone's well-being and guilty pleasures are different. That is why I am a strong believer in producing your own self-care lists and steps that should solely cater to your needs and something that you are comfortable with. Now going back to the few self-care idea suggestions I've mentioned earlier, I wouldn't agree that lighting a candle or putting on face masks are valid self-care steps for me. Because my focus could be achieving a healthier body, but maybe lighting a candle and putting on face masks could be true steps for you if you're focusing on relaxation or building a skincare routine. On one simple liner, my needs might be a want for others and someone else's want could be a need for me. Now there is a bunch of well-being quizzes online to help you figure out your best self-care strategies that are most suited to you, whether if it's stress management, managing a healthy body, or taking steps to forgive and accept yourself. Since my focus is maintaining a healthier body, self-care to me means learning how to eat right, having enough sleep, exercising regularly, and most importantly, learning to accept my body. Now that we've briefly gone through self-care, let's discuss self-indulgence. Self-indulgence is doing something that gives you short-term happiness. It is something that feels good in that very moment, but does not necessarily bring you any benefits in the long run. Self-indulgence is treating yourself those cupcakes you've been craving for some time now, And it gives you instant gratification and a temporary fix. Or it might be binge watching Netflix, having that extra glass of wine, or buying more clothes than you already need. Another word for indulging is pampering. When we are pampering ourselves, it gives us a momentary pleasure that does not move us in the direction of inner development. Oftentimes, not much thought process takes place when we are engaging in indulgence because sometimes we all just need to break free. It may feel righteous or like we deserve it in the moment, but in the long run, it's actually continuing to do something that hurts and we know it. These actions can directly injure important relationships or temporary fixes like alcohol or nicotine that can damage our liver and lungs, binge eating or... Poor food choices can develop into health issues, or the debts from shopping can become overdue and unpayable. So we tend to be desperate to fill an empty void in our lives, which in turn would come back and bite us. After understanding individually the definitions of self-care and self-indulgence, it seems clearer to us now that self-indulgence is when you pass that moderation mark of self-care. And that mark is determined by the acknowledgement of long-term benefits. Having a few chunks of dark chocolate might reduce stress, which is self-care, whereas having the entire box might feel good in a moment but is detrimental to our health now becomes self-indulgence. It's the noticing and acknowledgement part that we tend to lose sight of in this distracted society where we get so easily influenced by others' opinions actions, and achievements. We can get so easily caught up by someone else's life and not leaving enough space for self-awareness. So let's take a step back and realize what you need to nurture within yourself to deal with life. We need to be honest with ourselves, even if the truth hurts. So we can distinguish the differences between looking after ourselves and using the term self-care as an excuse to procrastinate, avoid responsibilities, or running away from our problems. Loving yourself should be a regular investment in your wellness and overall being by creating small daily habits that can benefit our overall health, both physically and mentally. Only you can tell yourself what actions are categorized under spoiling or looking after yourselves because it doesn't matter so much what we are doing to cultivate self-care or self-indulgence because every individual is different. For example, you've just returned home from what seems like the longest day at work, and you've decided to spend the rest of your night curled up like a burrito in bed watching your favourite TV series until you feel tired enough to fall asleep. Or you've chosen to hang out with a bunch of friends over some drinks at the bar. Now, both choices here can be ways of winding down after a busy day, but one of the other could just mean indulging ourselves, because it doesn't bring us any good in the long run. To some people, getting drinks with friends is a method of coping with stress and is a way to, you know, let loose. But for others, it might just mean conforming to social norms and affecting our health. Similarly, watching Netflix is a form of entertainment to de-stress after working your brain for the entire day. However, for some other people, Watching Netflix before a bit would make them feel sluggish after or unproductive and might cause you to binge more and consume your sleeping hours. With that being said, you should path your own means of self care and ask yourself Are you getting closer to feeling the way you want to feel or taking milestones in reaching the goals that you want? If the answer is yes, then you are likely adopting self care practices. If your answer is no, or maybe, or I don't know, most likely you are being caught up in some kind of self-indulgence. Self-care is not a one-time deal, but a personal commitment and promise you make in taking baby steps to be the best version of yourself. Now that we've narrowed down the differences between self-care and self-indulgence, And I want to apologize for repeating these words so many times throughout this podcast. Anyways, it is worth to also discuss the dangers of self-care and its repercussions. So we go all the way back to the 1950s when this terminology had a history of medical roots being a prescription for patients to be autonomous over their well-being and recovery to carry out physical independence. Self-care, in fact, was not created in the psychology field and was originally used by physicians, then shifted as a treatment for those suffering from deep trauma. Years after, it has also been modified to suit modern therapy techniques. And it was back in 2016 when the term surfaced all around social media with hashtag self-care. Today, it is actually running its risk of becoming more meaningless than ever and the issue around the misuse of terminology. The modern twist has made it look more wishy-washy and people are using it just for an escape for a luxurious retreat. Social media has also made its way to paint self-care to look like it is taking bubble baths, spa treatments or buying expensive moisturisers. These are tactics that often cost money and rooted within self-indulgence instead. On the other hand, capitalism has also taken its advantages in creating an entire product line catering towards self-care, such as home kit nail spa, massage chairs, clothes, and even food. They bombard you with ads and make you think that you need these purchases in order to carry out self-love and to appreciate your existence. They have unknowingly put a price tag on well-being and it has also become a justification for materialistic whims that don't provide any lasting boost to our health, or may even worsen them. So don't fall for these marketing gimmicks, because your well-being and inner happiness are not determined by lavish purchases. Not everyone is equally able to disengage through pampering to find peace in life. This is why self-care can be easily misconstrued as social media has itself succumbed to capitalism. The true meaning of self-care is low cost and high yield and shouldn't be the other way around. Although indulging ourselves might seem all bad, but I need to emphasize that a little indulgence is not wrong and you're not putting yourself through hell by feeling guilty after. Sometimes, a little pampering and spoiling for literally no good reason, are exactly what we need. This is especially directed to those who are perfectionists that tend to feel like they've just committed crime by letting yourself follow your heart over your mind. Life is all about living in a balance and we need a little spice of indulgence once in a while. However, we need to be mindful of our actions and do not disguise avoidance and stubbornness with self-care. So we should finish what we are supposed to do before we indulge, and that way it will feel more like a reward or an achievement completed. Self-care is not an excuse to do what we want to do to feel great, but what we need to do to better ourselves. Before I end today's topic, I will leave you guys with a quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Nothing external to you has any power over you. So the true answer for today's topic lies within you. The line between self-care and self-indulgence is based on the journey you are walking. And the true self-care practices will make us feel like we are coming home to ourselves and should not be set by others. And this is it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already tuned in to my previous episodes, I did a spoken word poetry on living with uncertainties with COVID-19 and another one where I talked about effective virtual communication. So please check them out. And once again, this is Regina on Unwrapping Thoughts and I will speak to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye!